ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back, and you are listening to Rabbit Troop Sucks. Rabbit Troop Sucks. And what is your first note tonight? My first note is we should introduce ourselves. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure during Mike and I's last episode, we did not introduce ourselves until the very last moment. But since you are all clearly dutiful listeners, you you know who we are. So why, why introduce ourselves? Again, we have our reoccurring guest, our first guest, and now our first reoccurring guest. And Mike <laughs> did not tell me this. I was excited to have a guest the last time, and it is our friend Lamar. And I said, <laughs> here's our long friend, Lamar Sutton. And no one said anything, and I meant longtime friend, but everyone just looked at me like, that's cool. So if you go back to listen to our episode of Ping Pong Summer... Our long friend Lamar Sutton <laughs> is back back in the house. Welcome uh, back, Lamar. Uh, thank you very much. Um, I'm kind of long. I'm six foot two. Uh, okay. Some, some people call me long, long and lanky, but um, <laughs> I'm just happy to be back on the podcast. Thank you for having me again. Absolutely. Um, I enjoyed the last episode that I was on, and um, guys did an episode. Um, um between these two i'm looking forward to hearing that mm. but now we're here on what is how many episodes have you guys i think this done is this six time? this will be yeah this will be six our last episode that you're looking forward to listening to was more of a precautionary tale on what you might expect if you see such a film so real real mood shift between <laughs> mike and i but yeah we're, we're back actually lamar we're back uh with this specific episode disorderlies from 1987 because oh, yes. you on the fly just suggested it and we said hell let's just roll with it and you're back and we're gonna review disorderlies today i'm glad that um i just came up with that out of nowhere i think it's because the fat boys was um on the soundtrack of uh ping pong summer and that just reminded me of this movie. They did um, two other movies as well, The Fat Boys. Mm. Um, out of those three, I have not seen one of them. I have seen Crush Groove, yeah, which is um, probably one of their better movies. Uh, there's a whole lot of cameos in Crush Groove, but this is a strictly just a Fat Boys movie. Yeah, what, I, I think Crush it? Groove is a better movie because there's less fat boys. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. It's more legitimate. This is more of a comedy, yeah. just straight up. Yeah, I knew Crush Groove. I, what's the other movie? Um, I was looking it up online. I have not seen it before, although I've seen Crush Groove, and I probably should have seen this other movie too. I think it's something nights. I should have my <laughs> I'm on research it. machine out. Thank you, Mike. You guys vamp. I'll look this up. <laughs> um, nice. But... Um, I think that was their first movie. It came out in 85, I want to say. This was 87, yep. and yeah. Press Groove was 86, I believe. So this is their third movie in the series. And um, this is all just fat boys. It is... There's a couple cameos in here, which I'll mention a little later, but it, it's... Well pretty much all fat boys and it, it being super direct as it being all fat boys the imdb uh synopsis is also super direct three bumbling orderlies are hired to take care of an old rich man humorous mayhem follows that's very accurate <laughs> i like that you're evaluating yourself within your summary like this movie is dark gritty and you will love it for all of these reasons you will chuckle my friend you after, will get your money's worth after seeing this movie i clearly agree that you don't need a lot of setup into it you pretty much get 
exactly what it says. Yeah, usually we all take a lot of notes. I actually was really confused for the first moment of the film just because it you know shows Brooklyn, and then immediately it shows Palm uh, Palm Beach, Florida. And I even had to ask because I was taking all these notes and really I wasn't missing anything. And I asked Mike, you know, where are we now? And he told me. So we're immediately there and we go to a mansion where, you know, we're hanging out with some kind of man. And he looks kind of like the devil and he looks very weaselly and he's, you know, mincing around. And we find he's going to be the villain of the film, really trying to kill off some people and you know, the biggest mistake he ever did is he hired the fat, the fat boys. And yeah, he'll learn some lessons about that. So well, just to backtrack, Knights of the City, is this the other movie? Yes. Have you, Thank you. You've not seen this movie? No, I haven't. I hear it's highly rated. Okay. Did you, have you seen the, the poster for this movie? I have not. Okay. Would you like to? <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. Because <laughs> this, this is, I'm going to do a show and tell. Well, we're clearly watching this. Yeah. Why, why are we? Why are we <laughs> How not? did this escape me? <laughs> so I think this is going to be more of a crush groove situation where they're the fat boys are featured as the fat boys. Sure, that's fine. Um, Curtis Blow is also in this. Uh, there's wow. there's a there's a couple a couple good cameos in here. Smokey Robinson is there. Oh my, <laughs> oh my God. There's a cameo in this film in Disorderlies that I did not know about until the end. So part of the mystery that is going to be revealed to me, Paul, is Lamar's going to tell me where Ray Parker Jr. makes an appearance in this <laughs> because at the end it was like, like featuring cast members. The Beach Boys are at the end. Yeah, that's right. Those Beach Boys, you know, Fat Boys, Beach Boys, <laughs> all the boys make an appearance. And Ray Parker Jr. and I somehow totally missed this. I I was actually bummed when I saw that. I, I cheated a little with that. <laughs> I fine. did a little research uh, beforehand. Um, I didn't watch the movie before you guys did. I've seen it in the past before, but um, in doing my research into going into this movie, I discovered that Ray Parker Jr. was in it, and it's literally... I want to say one second. You <laughs> hey, would not even notice hey, it. Hey, <laughs> are you Ray Parker Jr.? Get away from me. If yeah, I that guy's in this If film. I didn't see what part he played, I would have not have seen it. He was in and out in a flash. Well, when we get there, you got to point this out. I will, definitely. So the setup is Weasel Guy and his friend um, you know, are mincing around, and it turns out Weasel Guy uh, is in debt to this guy, Louise, some kind of mobster for $40,000. And he made some bets and, you know, he lost on him. And it turns out that he's into it for a grand total of 640000 He should have negotiated a better interest rate. I also... That, I feel like that's aggressive. Sure. I'm also, I'm also wondering, you know, why is he letting this guy bet continuously? Because they do note that he's on a string of bad bets. <laughs> and Weasel Guy uh, does highlight... Or uh, Winslow, who is Weasel Guy does highlight that uh, he, he has a disease. He doesn't want to be doing this, but he has to bet this money. And he will get it back to him. And the whole plot of this movie is he has a rich uncle, and he, for some reason, thinks he's going to inherit all his wealth, his gold, his riches. And don't think that I'm using gold as an exaggeration, because we'll totally get to that. <laughs> yeah, uh, We see some Scrooge McDuck-like gold later in the film. But yeah. <laughs> He also seems to live with his uncle, and... It, it, it's a nice house. It's not a. It's not a bad house. It seems like he could just get the money if he needed it. It seems I'm, like this guy shouldn't have bet at all because this guy's <laughs> living a real cush life. I mean, right. he's living with his uncle. He's clearly getting this catered food. Everything's super nice. I don't know if he lives with his uncle. I just think he's just, he's just there a around. lot. Yeah, uh, well, just he, to make sure that he's dying on time and that like he can a, get like that a, inheritance. Like a sixth sense moment now for me. I'm like. 
That's kind of true. I can't prove to you that he does live there. <laughs> but there are so many scenes he, where he is just drinking that guy's booze. Well, he's, yeah, he is always there. I thought the like the the weird camera room with all the guns was his. That, I thought that was like his. That might make sense, but what if it was just another room? That, that's just the room that he's crashing. That his uncle, that's true. That his, his uncle this, Dennison doesn't know. About. This house is very strange. It's filled with a lot of rooms <laughs> of just weird stuff. There's a gun room that. Apparently leads to uh, other secret chambers. Just normal Miami rich guy shit. I mean, come on, that was, that was a prof- prophecy into the future. Okay, no, everyone has a gun room. Yeah, <laughs> this, this podcast is brought to you by gun rooms. Gun, <laughs> sponsorship opportunity, gun rooms. Um, yeah, so <laughs> he's talking to the loan shark guy. He he needs the money, um, and yeah, the the plot is that he's gonna he's gonna try to inherit this money. So we, we're we're introduced to the uncle. Um, or uh, Randolph Duke is who yep, the yep, yeah. yep. Um, and uh, he's 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 poorly. He's he's in a bad he's in bad shape, and he's got these three orderlies, and uh, they walk in to say hi, and he kind of has a little event, and he starts coughing or whatever. The orderlies spring into action, and they I don't know what they they you know pat him on the back and give him a towel or whatever, <laughs> and uh, not, yeah. not far off. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. So, and then like you know uh, what's his name, mincing blonde mustache guy, uh, Winslow. Winslow. He 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 says, you know these these orderlies are too damn good. I need the worst orderlies, and oh, then yeah. yeah, and this is what sets up the trajectory of the movie. He's going to fire these qualified orderlies and find just just the worst in hopes that they accidentally kill his uncle. Yeah, so so we're <laughs> so we're in Brooklyn, and this is why you know again I got confused. Like why are we in Brooklyn? Why are we in you know uh, Florida? And he's we see a newspaper that highlights that you know. This one uh, place, uh, this one retirement home has the worst orderlies. And he's like, well, clearly they just wrote this up in a newspaper. So I'm going to actually go find those guys and hire them. Like, sounds like a like a fantastic plan. They must have been really bad orderlies if it made front page news all the way in Florida. Yeah. And, there, and there's uh, cut scenes of them um, just being really disorderly in a <laughs> retirement home that they're previously working in. In fact, there's a scene where they're clearly destroying a lot of cakes they're eating cakes yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> destroying destroying is, is kind of a weird adjective to use because they are physically double fisting cake and destroying right. it but simultaneously put it in their mouths yeah so well, they are they're consuming it simultaneously yeah, well, cool and marky are, are getting in on the cake buffy walks in and cool and marky are like doing very sexual mouth things with the cake to get buffy to eat the cake. I was trying to find the right description of what they were doing to all these cakes that they had at this retirement home, but I think you guys nailed it right there. <laughs> so it, it was they, sexual cake. So we're going to kind of skip for a second so I can answer something that some of you might be wondering about, like how many cakes. Well, we get to <laughs> a scene where the retirement home owner comes out just yelling about the loss of cakes, and I really just had to highlight that he is missing 16 chocolate cakes. <laughs> And I don't mean slices, and I don't mean, you know, hostess pie-sized. I mean, they are pretty big cakes, and they're missing 16 chocolate cakes. And this is just, if you're not familiar with the Fat Boys, these are just three Fat Boys. Yeah. Um, They're really large, but uh, they, like I said, destroyed these cakes (laughs) Mm -hmm. two-handedly. 16 of them. Double fisting, (laughs) all that. Not only did the boss specify the quantity of the cake, he also mentioned that it was the third time this week. 
Yeah. I don't know if that means that <laughs> the, the, that. if the 16 cakes were eaten incrementally over the no, week or if, I, if, I, if they have eaten uh, 48 cakes this week. I, I could say in my heart it was it was in the day. That was just another instance of 16 mm-hmm. cakes within the day. But right. this is actually one of my favorite moments of us being in a room and watching a movie together rather than separately. Because we instantaneously, like, so, so sorry, the uh, owner fires them all. You're fired. And you see that this weaselly guy, Winslow, is there. Like He's like, ha, ah, yes. And immediately, we pan to the airport. And we're actually in an airplane. <laughs> and Winslow is there. And all the fat boys are there. And their families are there. They're saying goodbye while on the airplane. 1987 mm. style. That wouldn't fly either. And Mike says, wait, what's happening? Like, why, why are they here? And I was like, we got to talk about this. <laughs> There's no introduction to uh, we- Weasley guy and his plan. Just we're there to assume that they met, they were fired. This guy's offering a job. I'm going to ship you over to Florida. No problems. Here's my family. You're on a plane. Bing, bam, boom. We see none of that. We're just on an airplane. I, I didn't even recognize that they were in Brooklyn at that <laughs> point. I Speaking of Brooklyn... Um, Brooklyn Brewery Summer Ale is uh, mm. my drink of choice tonight. Is it good? Yeah, it's fine. It's it's easygoing, floral, and refreshing, according to the can. And uh, it's the perfect cold one for a hot one. It's the perfect, you know, cold one while you're watching Disorderlies. It was. You Not just me. need to follow it up with, like, gator beer or something. Gator beer? Yeah, I mean, is, that, is that a thing? Is that, like, Gatorade and beer? <laughs> sure. Oh, God. Sure. I don't okay. know about that. How many of those have you had? This is my first one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, you really like it. <laughs> you just brought that out of the I just brought it. Yeah, it was just right here. I like that. The Brooklyn call-out. <laughs> Sponsorship <laughs> opportunity. Brooklyn Brewery. <laughs> Or uh, just Brooklyn, Brooklyn. If you want us to sponsor you, like right, hey. the city of or exactly. the borough. I don't know. Am I an idiot? What's <laughs> we're recording live from Denver, Colorado. But sometimes you might need a break to the city. Come to Brooklyn. There's yeah. things I don't know what those things are. We're not, yeah, I've never. We're not there right now. But I'm sure. It's, I'm sure it's great. It's probably hot and humid. Giuliani cleaned it up, I hear. <laughs> um, you boys made a comment about the uh, jump cuts at this uh, juncture. Um, especially with the fat boys meeting the old man and the, um, uh, Mr. Lowry or, um, I forget his name. The old guy? Yeah. Or the Dennison? guy who's, uh, Randolph taking care Duke. of him. Oh, okay. Um, I just have him as Mr. Lowry. He's taking care of him, but they really don't meet him. They just kind of appear on the plane. Yeah. yeah. And I know <laughs> there's multiple jump cuts throughout the movie like that where some of my you favorite just don't jump, understand a lot. Some of my favorite jump cuts just <laughs> just lead to them dancing and singing. Like this movie became a musical. Mm. So <laughs> and the, the movie's pretty much riddled with those kind of jump cuts. That's what you expect from a Fat Boys movie. Yeah, so we get, you know, everyone trying to get into a cab, uh yeah. They're too large, so Cool has to sit in the trunk and right. they roll up to this huge mansion that's Owned by Mr. Dennison, who oh, will be taking care of. There was a completely inconsequential scene where Marky Cat calls some ladies out of a window, gets arrested oh, for right. some reason, <laughs> that's they, right. and they have to like bribe the cops to get him out of prison. This is not a setup for anything. It just happens, <laughs> and then they go on with their merry way. I think it's just a setup that like Miami be tripping or... I, I yeah, know. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, he just yells out the window, and he's like, these babes are cool, and he says something... Uh, He's pretty much arrested for catcalling. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's right. nuts. It's like, um, okay. So yeah, okay, yeah. So yeah, they get they get to the the, the mansion that everyone lives in. Um, they the, I don't remember which fat boy said it, but he's like, this place is bigger than my school. 
Um, <laughs> uh, which, at this point yeah. in time, I really didn't know which fat boys which. They all kind of are just comically large. They're, you know, they're they're bigger fat boy stuff. I got it down. I got it down. Yeah. Buffy's, oh, yeah. Buffy's, Buffy's wearing glasses to begin with. Yeah. Uh, Buffy's typically with cool, and Marky's off doing other stuff. When we get to this mansion, we meet the butler. He makes it very clear. There's you know only one rule: don't touch anything. And the first thing we see is Marky ogling one of the maids. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> one of the jokes. <laughs> I said, don't touch anything. Oh, oh, oh. They also touch everything. They do. And then we're introduced to uh, my favorite side character, the robot pill machine. Um, <laughs> oh, like the Simon game that dispenses medicine? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, this is done in the most awkward fashion. There's a chart on the wall of when to take pills. Uh, there's probably 50 different pills, all somewhat overlapping colors. Hey, this is how the pill machine works. No one's really listening to any of this at any point in time. The most complicated medication chart and pill dispenser. It's like an electronic automatic pill dispenser that they have to program. And this is the fat boys. They're trying to describe how the use this thing. Yeah, they're they're just like, ah. They're using like Star Trek words. Uh, He's like, well, you know, when the deviation matrix reaches the flux point, you have to. And they're like, yeah, it's great. Yeah, I think I wrote, ignore the quantity overdrive. There you go. Yeah, yeah so, you know, hey, that I don't even know why someone would build that. So that's going to be our heavy metal band, and that's where we're at on mm-hmm. that. That's a good name for it. Then we get a uh, hard cut to we're outside. The orderlies are hanging out. They're also, I guess, like staff butlers because they're checking out the food and doing whatnot. And Dennison is hanging out, and he's laying in, you know, just some kind of sun chair. And uh, Mr. Dennison is the old guy that they're watching. Yeah. Yeah. And he, now he wants out of the chair. So they show us some kind of weird crane like lift that they need to pull, put him in by the pool and various other things. It's it's straight up like for for the car people out there. It's an engine hoist. It's like what you use to take an engine out of a car. Ah, so that's what that's. And called. they yeah. And they, they just they hook they hook Randolph Duke up to it. And. Then, then the the hilarity ensues. It's the most complicated chairlift mechanism <laughs> that they could have. This is like a very thin, yeah. frail man. Now. Right, like this guy weighs ninety pounds. He's not one of the fat boys. He's. I don't. I don't know why. I don't know what they were trying to accomplish. By no. the way. But they were trying to get him out of his sun chair. So they hoist him up, and he starts spinning around. Somehow, everyone within a twenty foot radius is falling into the pool because of this. Um, this is where the uh, comedic. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, there, there's a lot of wacky, there's, wacky. Whoa. This is when the uh, slapstick really starts to kick in, really, and it's where the fat boys really show their acting chops. Yeah, so now they're in some uh, serious trouble. So everyone falls into the pool. The last one is Dennison. Mm-hmm. Oh no, he's in there, and he wants to fire everyone. So his weaselly nephew uh, Winslow is like, "No, give him one more chance. Wouldn't you give someone another chance?" And he's trying to show this fake compassion, and Dennison says, "Okay, you know, we'll we'll have we'll we'll keep him on, but uh, Cool is not okay with this. Cool wants to bail. Cool's mm-hmm. like, something's going on here. I need to get out. And they're like, fine, we're gonna take you to the airport or wherever the hell he's going. And so while Dennison is asleep, I was writing some notes on this. He's just passed out. They throw him in the back seat of his car, and they're like, we're gonna go on a joyride. Um, yeah, why they brought him is unclear." Um, I thought they were just quitting at that point in time. I thought they just wanted to leave. Like, let's just quit. Let's yeah, but they, they got him they got I him didn't with know them. that they were taking him with them, like, uh, well, so we, at Bernie's We style. don't know that they're with that he's with them. So 
they yeah, make true. they make this decision, and then we cut to uh, Weasley Bitch Boy filling up a needle with some kind of nondescript poison and sneaking through like a, a secret passage behind a painting into uh, Randolph Duke's room. And he goes to inject him and he, he does, but it's just like a pile of pillows and he realizes that he's not there. Then we cut to the Rolls Royce uh, being driven by the fat boys. Wow. Wow. Blaring. You would think hip hop. Mm -hmm. No, my no. friend Bon Jovi's mm -hmm. edge of a broken heart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't see it. Another Shyamalan twist. Up that until this moment, there was a lot of uh, this rap background music playing, but then that just broke out while they mm -hmm. were driving, and it's like, huh, it brings it back down to earth. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, what kind of car were they in, do you know? It was a Rolls Royce. Okay. I, don't, I don't know the model. So they're in this Rolls Royce, and then, you know, they're, like, flashing it around, and, you know, they see some ladies. Yeah, and they're picking up these girls. Picking them up. Mm -hmm. And then they that's when we fully see that Dennison is in the back seat, just passed out. Right. And the way they get, out, the way they get around to it, so... You know, a bunch of young guys, a bunch of young women. Uh, who's this elderly man who's just passed out? And he just, someone just goes, he's into drugs. Yeah. And they roll off with that. <laughs> that's, that's okay. All right. Get done. This is our friend Cool Al. He's into drugs. And then we get to the funnest place of all. Mm -hmm. We get to the disco, disco roller rink. With a live band. So maybe. Well, a, there, there's there, a live woman singing. There, sure maybe sure no is. Band. So imagine a huge roller rink, a woman wearing like. Half clothes, it's like half skin, half clothes, all in black, singing her song, Work Me Down, Comma Down. And it's, I think, Laura Hunter, Laura something. I got, I was into the song. This was a banger. Yeah, I, I was liked that. too. Yeah. I just Kinda didn't like see it coming. Too. It was super weird. Oh, it's, uh, yeah, Laura Hunter. And yeah, I just didn't see it coming because I mean we were just rolling around with Bon Jovi. Mm -hmm. There's weird scenes and then boom. But yeah, this is definitely more on par with it with the soundtrack for the rest of the film. Yeah, and we, so now we have a little a little roller roller rink montage. Um, they're taking Al. Uh, his name's Al. What what's his name? Albert. Albert. They're taking Al uh, around the roller rink in his wheelchair. His wheelchair, by the way, has tank treads, and it <laughs> and it says I think success on the side. Uh, that's just a non sequitur. But yeah, he's he's having the time of his life. He's really enjoying it. He's hanging out with with young ladies. Yeah, and they're they're and as Mike noted, they're just this song is playing through the montage. Yeah. I wasn't trying to talk down to the song. It was just really weird because they walk into this place and it is just kicking. It is like honestly like half concert venue, half roller rink. That was right. what I was like. I would by. if that place was in Denver, I would lead you guys right now and go there. Um, <laughs> that would be better than this podcast. Reminds I think. me of the old Roller City here in Denver. I, oh, I, yeah. I never went to the old Roller City, yeah. but I I don't know if it was closed before I got here. But uh, if it's like that, fuck yeah, I'm in. Felt like that. I feel like it was close. This has been brought to you by the ghost of Roller City. <laughs> is Roller City not a thing anymore? I'm, if it's, if it is, then this is brought to you by okay, the ghost perfect. of Roller City. <laughs> I think we already discussed this. It's run by ghosts. Like, come on, duh. There you go. <laughs> I don't know if I'm in for that. I mean, the people aren't alive. Come on. <laughs> R.I.P. Roller City. <laughs> Uh, okay <laughs> great talk, radio um talk about some ghosts you can do real quick <laughs> you know that's the kind of that's the kind town of is full of ghosts <laughs> yeah we just up the street there's a whole a whole bunch of them um yeah i'm not going to explain that um so 
yeah, the, the, fuck. Um, the, the montage concludes. Uh, we got the disorderlies kind of wheeling Al back yeah, home. Got to sneak back in. Got to sneak back in. See, this makes me think that Winslow does in fact live there because because he's there. Yeah, yeah. But uh, then true. the thing is, as I said before, that's amazing if he's not because if he's not living there, damn, he is always there. He's taking it. Always drinking that guy's booze. Right. So he he catches him kind of kind of wheeling back in. He's like, "You guys, what are you doing? You ruined my night. I was worried sick." And Al says, "Chill out, Winslow. Ste- later, step off, homeboy." So he's, <laughs> Al's catching up with the lingo. He's kind of being integrated into into one of the fat boys. He hangs out at a roller rink one night with the fat boys, and he's just laying this sling out. <laughs> <laughs> That's one hell of a night. Yeah, yeah, life changing. It, it is life changing. So one, once again. Um, Winslow is has decided that he can't wait for the disorderlies to kill to kill Al. So he tries to he tries to go stab him again with a needle. And he never preloads the needle. Every time he sneaks into the room, then he tries to draw poison from the little jar. Yeah, it's also a stabbing motion too. It's really right. nice to see a hypodermic needle just stabbed into something. Right. Well, so like Winslow, pro tip, load the needle before you get into the yeah. room. It doesn't matter if there's air in it, you're trying to kill the guy. Just you he know. Is, Mike, he is meticulous. He wants to clean up. <laughs> he wants he to, he wants to kit, yeah. dust well, it off. But but fortunately for Al, uh Buffy, who is eating Folger's crystals out of the jar for some <laughs> reason uh, <laughs> walks in um and uh he doesn't catch him doing it because because winslow kind of tosses the needle out the door or the window uh, and then we hear the dog and then yelp. we hear the dog go bork um <laughs> and uh yeah you know everyone everyone's fine except for the dog because the next scene quick cut we're at a funeral and i don't know if we're meant to think that it's al i don't know why we would because clearly we didn't see anything happen to him but it's it's a funeral for the dog, and the dog and, is now fully stuffed, right? And well, and taxidermied. That well, yeah. Effectively, what we're looking at is a very poor paper mache dog. Yes, that, that looks like some kind of angry Cujo monster. Um, this scene was so weird. I had to it really actually was. time it. It was nine seconds of a dog funeral, apparently. <laughs> but but unlike a lot of the other completely bonkers scenes in this movie the the dog actually makes several more appearances and is a crucial that, part of the rest of this true. film so so i mean there's foreshadowing yeah here. mike was right too with the paper mache i'm originally from illinois we had a uh, you know the smaller stores like uh ben franklin's did anyone have this i no. think it's just in the like, more in the i Midwest. grew up in the woods I, we didn't have stores. so ben franklin's was like i don't know kind of like a like a craft store and a little bit of a target and stuff and i feel that's where in 87 that's totally where you bought that like Here's my craft fake dog. Like, doesn't look real? No. And it was like some $5, like, Halloween prop. It sounds like a Hobby Lobby. <laughs> yeah. So, of. yeah, yeah. It'd be like like a very smaller version, a uh, much smaller version of ho- Hobby Lobby. All right. Do these stores still exist? I don't know. Ben Franklin. I think so. I've never heard of this. Neither have I. Well, well, this has been brought to you by <laughs> Come on, ben. actively yeah. Ben Franklin or I hope. the ghost of Ben Franklin. Whatever you want to pay us to say, we are going to help you in this and, situation. And ben Franklin, not the store, the, the person. I feel that is every time I would go there, you would see like the crafty pipe cleaners that could bend around that were kind of fuzzy. And I always think of that store and the Elmer's rubber cement I don't know why. Uh, that's that's, who, that's the, the, So that's the, where you buy that stuff. It's the hip place to go to, you know, <laughs> sniff glue and, you know, clean your pipe. Just, to, you know, good for a quick snack. <laughs> I haven't been to a craft store in ages, but, yeah, they sell all that stuff there, don't they? 
I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I have been to a craft store lately and they do they do still sell that stuff. Nice. And only weirdos go there. So, <laughs> what are you doing at a craft store? This episode of Disorderlies has been brought to you by Blank Craft Store. Best in the world. Go see it. We love craft f- stores. If you want us to fill in that blank, Venmo us money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um Okay, so Dog's dead. Dog's dead. Dog's dead. Um, now we're playing cards with pills. Now we're playing cards with pills. So they, the As fat, one would. The fat boys empty um, out the weird pill machine. I'm going to interrupt you here mm-hmm. for a second here and yeah, uh, yeah. just mention that uh, they're ordering Domino's pizza for this little uh, party they are, that yeah. they're going to have a swore away Tons with. of Domino's pizzas yeah. and Coca-Cola's. The Eight. guy who delivers the pizzas, he's on scene for one second. That is Ray Parker Jr. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yes. yes. Thank you. He literally oh, drops yes. off these pizzas and he is off in a flash. You see him for approximately 0.5 seconds. I okay. bet if we went freeze frame, like just those milliseconds frame by frame, I bet the last freeze frame we would see is the director handing him a check. Uh, I'm like, you know what? You're like, right. Like, there you go. There's the handoff. You You're look closely. You'll pizzas. see that scene. <laughs> yeah, he busted in. Handed off the pizzas. But that's your Ray Parker Jr. That's, cameo. That's awesome, here. Lamar. Yes. Yeah, good call. Yes. Yeah, so they're they got they have eight pizzas uh between the three of them. And uh they're they're playing they're playing poker with using pills as poker chips. Um and uh, they, they basically just bumble it all. I mean, they, I actually felt that scene went on a little too long. The, like, the scene went on for a weirdly a weirdly long amount of time. They this, someone the, the the head butler knocks on the door. They freak out. They they shuffle all the pills into a trash bag. Um, and I I don't know what they were. It was like some kind of weird scene where they couldn't just open the door and let them in. They had to like take out trash. And yeah, I was like, oh, be there in a second. Oh no. Oh, it's almost like if someone was like, put on my pants, got to get out of here. Right. It's like, they're like, it's like they're all just cranking it in there. Um, yeah, there's a weird amount of commotion, but so Marky leaves with the, the bags of pills and he, he goes to throw them away, but he has to go across the goddamn house for some reason. He runs into the maid that he wants to bang. I don't know what her name is. Um, she, he's like, Hey, do you want to, he he's pretty he's pretty open with it. He's like, I don't remember what he said, but it was like, what do you say we go back to my room and do banging? And she's like, no, it's because you're fat, <laughs> so you need to lose weight. I give him sprouts and gives him some sprouts. So he's all dejected, but he takes the sprouts and he goes back. Oh, I know. She gave him the sprouts earlier. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> it was sad. Yeah, Sorry. he was sad. So he's he yeah. When when they're eating the pizza, he's eating the sprouts and he's complaining that he's still hungry. Um, but th- this kind of kicks off his health craze because he wants to he wants to get with the maid. Do we know what her name is yet? I'm still looking. It doesn't matter. I don't think it does either. Uh, but anyway, the, the the whole point of this scene happening is that she throws the pills away and they get they get destroyed. So they're panicking. They don't know what to do because there's no pills. They got to give the old man his pills. Um, I don't. The only note that I have is, will you guys stop illing? I don't know. <laughs> I, I think that's something. That, okay. Okay. So, so I think to, it's something that Al said. Yeah. To jump, to jump a little forward, mm-hmm. basically all said and done, the pills are destroyed. It is Carla who throws Carla. Them, yes. She throws them yeah. away. They freak out and they basically think uh, this guy's gonna die. They're gonna, yeah. So they're waiting. You know, we you know, a little into the future. I mean, five hours, six hours. We see time lapsing a little bit. Oh, that's right. He's laying there in his bed. They can't wait. Yeah, him they're up. like, oh my god, he's gonna die. And then Winslow pops in. Like, oh my god, what's going on? They're like, oh no, we messed up. Like, 
he, I think he's going to die. And he thinks, oh, his uncle's going to die. He's going to inherit this money. Winslow is stoked. He calls, I think he tries to call someone, like a funeral home or something. He's like, it's finally happened. He's dead, but false. And I think that's. Yeah, the, when, when he wakes up and he, everyone's freaking out, that's when he tells him to stop healing. Hey, man. <laughs> Gotta stop illness. But yeah, so the, 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 there's a doctor there now, and he's like, you know what? They they nailed it. Like, uh, their their bumbling ways actually saved his life. He was over medicated, so he's gonna be great now. He's gonna be like playing polo and golfing uh, by tomorrow. And and Winslow is not not stoked about this. No, it's um, the old man's recovering. Yeah, he's Winslow getting better. Is, uh, there's a montage scene of him plotting while Uncle Albert and the Fat boys, they go out and play polo. Yeah, they're playing polo. Then they're doing, there's like an exercise montage. There's a jogging scene, mm-hmm. um, them swimming. So um, the, I like the swimming scene because they're all wearing like scuba gear. Oh, yeah. Totally forgot. And wait, while they're playing polo, he's, he's highlighting all the things that they're going to do because one of them uh, comes true at the very end. He's like, we're going to go skeet shooting. We're going to go oh, kayaking right. or something like that. Good we're going to go on safari hunts. So... Oh, is any of that going to come to pass? And then, yeah, Winslow's really ticked off about all this. Yeah. I feel a large part about this whole montage is uh, Albert is getting into shape, and so is the um, slimmer fat boy who's getting into shape who wants to Marky. bang. Marky. Yeah, Marky. Yeah. He wants to bang this mate. Mm-hmm. So it's working out both ways. So they're yeah, everyone's uh, developing here. a rapport. Yeah, uh, they're, having, they're having the time of their lives. Boy. I like how Dennison is, uh, you know, also trying to get into it, you know, He's back in it, and he's like, hey, I don't need any of these pills. So they show him jogging, and one, the song that's playing is Fat Off My Back by Gwen Gunthree. Mm. And that that one was kind of fun for me. It is just like, it sounded like someone playing electronic drums that were made out of porcelain tea kettles. The like, clink, clink, clonk, clink, 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 clink. Mm-hmm. And that's then accurate, was, yeah. and oh, all I the lyrics it, were yeah. like, fat off my back. I was in for it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, then this is when we're introduced to uh, our favorite location, the gun wall. Yeah, so the, the fat boys, I I wrote down that they snuck into the blonde bitch's room. Um, Win, Winslow. I have kind of the same. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't, but I don't. But now maybe it's not Winslow's yeah, so room. But yeah, they, they're they, in a room that Winslow is often yeah, in. Yeah, the room that Winslow hangs out in. Let's say Winslow's office, to say the least. And there's like there's kind of fake walls, and there's this cabinet full of guns, and they stumble upon a camcorder and like this wall of monitors and video equipment behind uh, some motorized doors. So what what do they do? Because they're the fat boys. They of course immediately make a music video. So they 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 start singing and dancing to "Baby You're a Rich Man." Yeah, it's a song about being rich. <laughs> so, good song. Again, I it really, was. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I want to give the full description of this. Imagine you find a wall of guns. You accidentally hit it the wrong way with your shoulder or whatever. It reveals. It goes up and then reveals that there's all these cameras. But somehow there's just a camcorder that magically pops out on a tripod loaded with a VHS tape. They hit record, and now all of a sudden it's recording from all different angles their entire music video. The next four minutes of this movie (laughs) is straight up a music video. And they then later show it, which I do love. Um, And just to cut to the chase, and we need to get there, but 
when it's eventually shown, uh, it is Marky hanging out with Carla. I think that's in my yeah, yeah. And, and he's like, hey, watching it. and they're like, look at this video. But in reality, where did this music come from? <laughs> it would really just be three dudes dancing in a room, <laughs> and then you're showing that to someone like, hey. My friends got together last Saturday and we just started dancing in this room and she's giving the thumbs up. Like, this is amazing. Like right. good stuff. Like you're going to get a record contract. We'll get to that. But <laughs> that is the conclusion of that video. <laughs> yeah. So that's, it's the mu- musical analog of basically this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe next time Lamar's on, we just coordinate some, some music and dance. Let's have a camera rolling. Done. Honestly, we'll a lot, of, pod- a lot of podcasts do it. You could just, Tune in for some live uh, live yeah. mute or feed, and it's just three guys dancing in a room. <laughs> so, do podcasts really have video? Yeah. Is that, at that point, is it a podcast or is that they're, just they're, like... they're, they're, they're simulcasting? Yeah, so they have a podcast Christ. and video components, but not all the time. Uh-huh. You better tune in. Okay. We're but, never going to do but, that. But that's effectively just a television show now. You could do whatever you want. It's all of those things. Okay. <laughs> It's social media. It's in you. It's in your mail. It's on your TV. It's on your phone. Oh it's whatever God. you want. I'm getting rid of my phone. Um, okay, so where the fuck are we in this movie? Oh, let's see. We got oh it. no, they're making a music video, and somehow they they, they knock the power out. Do they blow a fuse yeah. or something? Because the power goes out. Um, but but but, happen, but, yeah, but when everything right. starts, just know the video recorder never stops recording. That's correct. And so, and which is also weird when they're eventually just watching the music video. But that's that's a continuity issue that yeah, someone else uh, could. That's not. I didn't update. catch that. Okay. Um, but so they they but the power did go out and then it came back on because someone fixed it, and blonde bitch calls the the gangster and says, "I'm going to have your money tomorrow." Which is not really explained in many ways. But that is being recorded on this video. But it's being recorded on the video. It's like, I'm finally going to do it. Like, I have this thing, like, meet me here or whatever. And the thing is still going. Right. So then, uh, next hard cut. We have a... Cool and Buffy are sitting on top of a brick wall. Yeah, so I didn't know. Is Are they looking at a neighbor's house? Or or is this the staff at their place? I think it's a neighbor's house. I I just didn't know. I thought it was their house. And they just had, like, just random naked bitches well yeah because there were naked bitches in the pool but i feel like because they get the police called on them but i feel like if the, the women were very alarmed that there were people sitting on That's a wall true. looking at them and i feel like if it was the house that they lived in and it was the staff they'd be like get off the fucking wall and yeah. stop looking at my goddamn bush yeah you guys yeah. so these women are just immediately naked and having fun up and down yeah it's just like naked and, pool frolic and just like hee 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 ha ha as, as one does when you have a pool sure what like, was the rating on this film now that I'm... It, it has to be it. R. I mean, but <laughs> could it magically be that PG-13 80 situation? Like, there's very little profanity. Like This I, movie is PG. Yeah. Wow. So there's bare ass, and there's, there's multi, you can I see say multiple F-bombs drop, but... There, there's God. profanity. Like, there are... Oh you can God. see breasts and bush wow. in this movie well there's it's a 80s it's bar. 80s bush yeah so it's like so i it's PG i, I thought it would have been r for that reason um oh my god i cannot believe this movie is pg <laughs> so take it's good for the whole family you can take you can Paul, take you go back this. and you watch this movie and you would say nah this is <laughs> yeah. tame so for those of you who have children like you know Seven or ten is a fine time to introduce. <laughs> well, well, well side note: yeah. I am ninety percent sure the situation of me originally seeing this is we, my brother who is older than I, 
uh, went to whatever local video rental store. This was not Blockbuster. We did not have access to a Blockbuster at this point in time. Right. This is when I was living in a different state. And we like the local, probably maybe even, you know, uh, a side part of a grocery store. Mm-hmm. And my brother's like, well, let's start this movie. And I'm pretty sure this is how we saw it. He was like, we're going to watch Disorder, or yeah, Disorderlies. And that's where you would find this movie yes. in one of those um, hole in the wall uh, little video rentals that were before. I'm just, yeah. So that was probably it. Like, Hey mom, like we're gonna rent this movie. It's PG. It's the disorderly. It's the fat boy. It's like, ah, PG. That's, that's good natured. Go. That's great. Like, what is this? Ah, it's just a slapstick comedy. And my mom's right. Great. And yeah. uh, these are the delinquents we grew up to become. Mm-hmm. And I blame the disorderlies and you'll see me in court. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, also simultaneously while this is all happening going back, uh, yes, yeah, so a bunch of naked women are running around. They're like, oh no, call the cops. And now um, two of the fat boys are trying to sneak back in while simultaneously uh, who Winslow called was a bunch of assassin goon hitmen who have now snuck in and they're going to off him. Yeah, I didn't fully understand so, th- yeah. that. So, really. so Winslow calls, these people show up, they come through some kind of weird like wine cellar cave mm-hmm. and through all this... Uh, Benison is sitting in a chair listening to rap now. He's totally into it, bobbing his head. You could hear the rap from the headphones. Yeah. And they're like, oh no. So the cops come because they're also called and they think the fat boys are breaking in. So the actual criminals take one shot, miss Denison, and they run off. But the cops come in, see that a shot was taken. They're like, it could have been them. We're taking them down to jail for questioning. Uh, Marky is okay because Marky's like, I was just in this, you know, room making out with my girlfriend. Yeah, this is the scene where Marky is introducing Carla to the music video that they shot earlier. Yes. Um, and the rest of everyone is just like Scooby Dooing around the house. It's like cops and the other two fat boys like running in and out of doors. Um, ah, that's why they were arrested. See, yeah, so much slapstick going on. There was I a lot they were of just slapstick. being yeah. arrested just for like watching yeah. skinny dippers. So, well, remember the right. co- the cops were like, "Well, it could have been them." And then Manuel, who is Weasel Guy uh, Winslow's like right hand man, he's like, "I don't want to say anything, but we've noticed some things missing from the house." And the cops immediately go in and they bring out just two like comically, you know. Uh, sized uh, suitcases, uh, and they're like they're hobo. fat boy sized suitcases. Yeah, and then they open it up, and uh, one uh, Mr. Dennison goes, "That's my trophy." So it's a trophy. Right. It's like his football I trophy. Mean, it's from gold, like... but it's a trophy. Like it's right. clearly not really gold. Um, I guess because I'll be Scrooge McDuck later here in this podcast. But uh, <laughs> the second briefcase just has they open it like a, they unfold a shirt and then another shirt and then there's in the in the middle of the suitcase is a nicely presented this, handgun. Yeah, right. this little gun right there, you know. Yeah, so someone someone did an impromptu frame up. Just yeah. like there was no mention of framing them. I don't believe. Yeah, no, it just kind of worked out. They, to the yeah, it just favor. They, you know they they saw the opportunity and they took it. Yeah, you would understand the context if you saw it. They just unwrapped. And you should it. see well, it. you because I don't know that I did. But yeah, no, you you definitely should see. It. We'll talk about whether or not you should see it later. But the answer is you should see it. I did make a s- side note that when they do find this VHS, it is a Scotch VHS. Mm, yeah. And honestly, it's oh, super iconic. Yes. If you just saw it, it was like one of the five most dominant VHS things that someone's like, I bought a VHS and I record things. I'm like, you have four of them? Wow. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. VHS those, tapes. Those are terrible goodness. times. They're great times. Come on. But yeah, now now we're at jail. And uh, yeah, it's cool and Buffy hanging out at jail. And an officer comes in demanding a confession. Like, you're, you're going to give it to him. Just demanding it. 
Yeah, and they say if you don't, if you don't, you'll have to take the Florida lie detector. Yeah, that which that, turns out to be a very large man uh, with a baseball bat. Yeah, it is. So if you don't tell us the truth, we're going to give you the Florida lie detector. What does that mean? You know, what's that? And I wrote exactly what it is. It's a 300-pound white man with a baseball bat. <laughs> yeah. And it is. It and, is. And in all of this, before, you know, we got to the jail, if I skipped it over, is they do find out, you know, they do revisit the VHS tape, and they're like, oh, my God, you know. Uh, it's uh, it's a Weasley guy, and uh, Marky takes it and trips over a rug and throws it into a fireplace. So we don't... No, he trips over the dog. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> the stuffed right. dog yeah. and throws it in the fireplace. Then we get to jail, and now they're demanding, you know, they, they tell the truth. They do tell the truth. Um, so now I, my notes are kind of jumbled here. I, I feel like that is my catchphrase because I say it every goddamn, <laughs> goddamn episode. Um, they so blah blah blah. Some things happen. The uh, blonde bitch and the goons now have Duke the maid and Marky kind of tied up, um, while simultaneously Cool and um, what's the other guy's name? Not Marky. Buffy. But yeah, Buffy. Buffy. Cool and Buffy. Yeah, cool They're... and Buffy are in the back of this guy's cop car, this, you know, the Florida lie detector. And I like that he, is, he immediately, they start talking, he uh-huh. just goes, shut your fat, ugly face. <laughs> so I, I really like the scene because they're, yeah. yeah, they're in the back of the I cop car. The and, you know, they're trying to, I don't, they're trying to decide how to, how to handle the situation. And for some reason, so they're in the back of a police car and they are sitting next to, I, I guess, someone's dry cleaning, which is just hanging <laughs> in, in the back of this police car. That's and, where you keep it. Yeah, because right. this is this is the best MacGyver moment you're you're gonna get right. well, in, so, in a lot of 80s films. So Buffy looks over at the at the, at the clothes yep. and like you they zoom in on the hanger and he looks over at cool and they have like this this moment of knowing. And in in my mind, as a viewer, I thought they're going to use the coat hanger to pick their handcuffs. Yeah, I thought that too. I also but, thought that. But, but they do not do that. They use the hanger to create a series of <laughs> Rube Goldberg contraptions, <laughs> yeah. which they use to take control of the car. Yeah, they, cool, cool becomes a genius. Right, like just just a Leonardo da Vinci. Right. Of so he he's, he he slides a hanger under the seat and he he accelerates the car into another car and they force an accident and then both of them team up and they're they're driving the car like it's a. <laughs> fucking marionette with, oh, yeah. a, with a series of bent coat hangers they're steering it they're they're changing gears uh you and, know i thought it was just buffy using the uh coat hangers which makes it more awesome because it's just one guy yeah who's maneuvering this car with two coat two coat hangers yeah he's got it down he's done this before and he he mentioned like Something like I'm going to show you my Brooklyn style. I don't remember exactly what <laughs> I, the I didn't line. Hear that. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I totally believe. So it. while yeah. this is happening, uh, Old Weasley Winslow is trying to cr- crack open his uncle's safe, and the, he successfully does it at this point in time. And when it opens, it is full of stacks of cash, but more than anything, gold bars aplenty. Yeah. It is a mini Scrooge McDuck warehouse of just gold. There's gold statues. There's gold vases there's gold pottery i don't know what's going on we have like a indiana jones yes top men closet (laughs) of gold treasures and then they're like yay and they come up with this plan that you know they're gonna get rid of it and louise will have some of it and he'll be paid back but he'll give you know winslow the rest and you know that this guy uh louise isn't gonna give it to him but then immediately we're back with cool and buffy 
and somehow they're dressed up like cops. Everyone well, said, where did they get the disguise? That was the dry cleaning that was in the back of the car. Ah, uh, that's right. the magic. Yeah. Okay, yeah. good but, call. But somehow they had... Uh, gigantic fat boy sized police uniforms well, in the back of this. I mean, they're stretchable. I mean, there was, yeah. it was, Spandex. It was the Husky Lads <laughs> police uh, laundry run. In, I didn't know if you knew this. In the 80s, uh, all police outfits were made out of spandex just to make it a little breathable, and they also uh, helped fighting uh, crocodiles. This is like a Reno thing or something. It's anything you wanted to okay. be. Probably. Or standard size police uniforms, seeing how large some of them are. That's yeah. fair. That is fair. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Whoa, baby boy. Okay. So, yeah, the, the cool, and, cool and Buffy are dressed as cops, and they're, they get back to the mansion, and they're going to try to uh, save things, do whatever. Um, they, I don't fully understand what's happening in the scene. They're, they commandeer a car to get back, they which com- is nice. They do commandeer a car to get back. Um, but once they get into the house, they're like they're trying to hide in a closet for some reason. I don't understand why they well, get to the house I, I, and I, they're I, trying so to So they hide. get into the house, and I think they realize there's other people. So they walk into this huge pantry, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh, I'm going to eat some Oreos." <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, they did. They did beeline of, for the Oreos. There's right a lot away. of distractions going on. But the, but then they they one of them stepped on some super glue because that's of course that was there, and then then we have the classic. Everything gets stuck to them, gag. <laughs> and we also see that Dennison is in another room surrounded by explosives, just boxes labeled explosives. And yeah, there's so a huge fuse leading out of the room. Their their plan is to just blow the place up to kill everyone involved. And I think he's he's intending that people will think that all of the money got blown up as well. Yeah, I think that's what he's going for. Mm-hmm. Um, After taking their share, I think. Yeah, he's going to take their share, and he just wants everyone to think that the money and the, the trophies or whatever and all the gold bars just got, got blown up because I'm sure that's what would happen. And then they run into the goons, and then there's some comical fight you know, scenes yeah. and fighting them off, etc. But they do get to light the fuse off. So now uh, I believe it is Buffy and Cool are running and they're trying to get to the fuse. It's kind of comical. They're like running, running, running. I wrote that it's like a scene right out of like an Acme chase scene of like the Acme explosives and Warner Brothers. They're running through this. They're not going to get to the fuse on time. It, it wraps around a pool. So their their plan is they both jump into the pool and they're like, get in ball. And then they uh, splash all the water onto the fuse and it goes out. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we got to get out of here. It buys them enough time for the bigger explosion later. Yeah, right. I, I was taking notes, so I actually don't know how the bigger explosion happens. Well, the, the fuse just started again. Like it went okay, off so it didn't like jump or anything? No, like they, it went off enough for them to get like, you know, uh, Al and the and Frankie and, and the Carla out of there. Well, I'm going to tell you this. I mean, this is going to be a first for this podcast. Oh, wow. Rabbit Troop Sucks is not brought to you by Acme Explosive and Fuses. I mean, I've seen no. enough how it goes wrong for, you know, the Roadrunner, and I've seen how it goes wrong for these villains. You know, these people invested in your company, and they want quality products, and it's not our place to question what they use them for, so shame on you. Yeah, no, Shame on you. Rabbit Troop Sucks implores you. If you're trying to blow up rich people to steal their money, use a high-quality uh, My My father would, would definitely highlight that you write the Better Business Bureau, that this is just a bunch of scam artists, you know, taking your money and giving you uh, inferior products. I'm sure, there's, I'm sure he has a Consumer Reports we can borrow <laughs> that, that covers this extensively. <laughs> I'm going to write him. Yeah, could you? Uh, okay, so... 
Good God. To be fair, this uh, explosion did go off. The explosion did go off, but everyone's not on time. Not on time. Everyone's escaped by then. But now, now we see uh, Denslow, Winslow, yeah, Winslow, Binslow, yeah, Winslow. Well, Winslow comes up with this brilliant plan. This right. is my favorite plan of the film. He wants someone to shoot him in the ass. He's like, if you shoot me. <laughs> I will go down as a hero, and the right. cops will be like, oh, I tried to fight off these villains, but they you know, killed everyone, including my poor uncle, and you know, oh, woe is me. And Louise, who has never liked this guy, is like, I'll shoot him. I will shoot yeah. him right now. Louise <laughs> pulls out like a gigantic hand <laughs> yeah. cannon. It's like, I'm going to shoot you right in the fucking face. I thought they just wanted to shoot him in the butt just to make well, the he story wanted more that. plausible. He right, wanted yeah, that. that's okay, what he wanted. More pl- okay. But then, so then his little sidekick was like, "You no, use my Derringer or whatever. <laughs> um so and and this plays out and he gets shot in the ass and he's he's unhappy about it. But at this point, the the entirety of the Fat Boys plus Carla and Al have all es- kind of escaped from like a back room. They're almost escaped, on like a like, yeah. like a like an almost balcony. Right, and they're they're watching this happen and they are just clowning on him and laughing because they're loving yeah. him getting shot. Yes. In the ass. So Louise shoots him and he drives off. Mm-hmm. And then immediately we hear all the police sirens. They're right. not going anywhere. The cops are coming. They've right. been called. And, and now it's a, I've likened them to it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Now that we've got uh, all of it, we got the, you know, the older man, we've got Carla, we've got this girl named Lily that comes into play for one second at the end. All these people, <laughs> Uh, they're all laughing and joking, so I keep referencing them as the gang is all laughing and the gang does this mm-hmm. because the last because we're about to get to the last kind of technical moment of the film. Yeah. Also, they're like ha ha ha. We see Winslow. He drops to the floor crying because he's no he knows he's going to prison. And the gang all high fives and in midair they high five and freeze frame. Freeze and frame high five. Literally says in yellow letters the end. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the end of disorderlies. You think? But then we get an epilogue. We find out that uh, Louise or Louise and Winslow do years in jail, and because of other circumstances, they get even more. Cool. Uh, I don't know. He goes into something. I'm, I can't really. I didn't. Remember. I didn't take notes at this point. Uh, I was done. Buffy uh, becomes a heart surgeon. Yeah. I saw that, and remember that, and so on. And then they do highlight that over the years they've done many, many things. Oh, Marky becomes a sex therapist. That's oh, right. Yes. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, we find out they do many things and go on to many richer and greater things, you know, in spirit and in life. But they always get together yearly for that yearly safari and it comes back full circle. Right. And and then we see the fat boys going going into, I think, a 7-Eleven, all dressed in like weird, like Doctari outfits. Yep. Uh, One of them is carrying a bow and arrow for some reason. And they encounter the Beach Boys. Yeah, like the the, the actual full on Beach Boys, the, the actual band, the Beach Boys. The Beach Boys. They did have a team up song. I don't remember what what song it was, but there was a Fat Boys, ex Beach Boys, uh, collab in this movie. I, I can't even imagine. I don't remember what song it was. But and what, sure it was what was the song they sang sang before in the movie when they were doing it? Like oh, some, I don't know. Something about money. Uh, like the music video that. song, yeah, because because we're treated to this at the end. I'm trying to trying to find out quickly what it was, but okay. we're treated at the end to a oh, it's big money. Big it, money is at the end. Oh uh, yes. So big money, just we straight up are given you know a full on music video again, and they're for, in front of a huge blue screen singing big money, and I, I think this goes to the runtime too. 
I noted that this movie is an hour and 26 minutes, and I often think where some of these videos a little more filler, because I understand that, yeah, I mean, you're a music group or you're a music act, whatever, you're in a band, whatever, you're gonna play your songs, but some of these scenes are straight up their entire song start to finish. It's not yeah. part of their song or 30 seconds or a montage. It's, hey, we found a video a camcorder. Let's make a four-minute song. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but these songs are, are fucking dope, so it's fine. It is good. Like, yeah, they, they made a movie that ended up being like 38 minutes, and they went, guys, we need to fill this out. <laughs> so so then they started recording songs. So this three-minute uh, Fat Boys video in this movie, it's that's all there is to it. I mean, there's no other long songs in this movie at all. No, but we're better for it. So uh, how does everyone feel now that we've gone through? Uh, I, Lamar, this was your choice on to watch it. And now that you've seen it numerous times, but most recently, I don't think Mike and I have watched this for at least a decade, but no, I know we've all seen it. I've seen this movie twice. Once was tonight with you guys. And the first time was, yeah. 10, 12 years ago? At, at least 10, 12 years ago. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not to put words in Lamar's mouth, but I'm voting that we become the 10-year disorderly club. <laughs> yeah, that's a good name for it. Um, it. This also, and this will make no sense to any of you listeners. And I recognize that this is making for amazing radio for you. Um, one of our proposed band names in the past, the Whiskey CSI, came from uh, someone who was watching this movie with us the first time. You got a whiskey <laughs> CSI sometimes. <laughs> Lamar, what did you think? Yeah, movie's good. Um, it actually gets better every time I watch it because I can pay attention to more things um not that the fat boys comedy is subtle um it's no more it's, of on a, the nose. it's a three stooges level <laughs> there's some uh slap scenes that are straight out of a three stooges movie yeah there uh, are and I, I this hasn't been mentioned there are a lot of cartoon sound effects sound oh, yeah. effects that are hannah barbera level yeah um it just makes you feel like this movie actually could have been animated as well um today it probably would have i mean you wouldn't have someone this obese being a movie and laugh at it in the same way i think a lot has changed with um the way we view obesity uh we can laugh at it now i mean i'm telling you right now if this movie wasn't remotely close was to be made again there's no way in hell this would be pg pg oh yeah this is this is an r movie these days and also you know lamar you mentioned that you referenced marky as being the less fat fat boy yeah like in today's world I don't think Marky would really be considered fat. He's just kind of like... Yeah, he like, does seem normal. He's just kind of like a bigger guy. <laughs> he, yeah. I picture him as the normal... It's sad to say it, but he's... Right, like a normal looking guy today. The other two are clearly a little, yeah. Like Buffy was big, and also, we also haven't addressed this. Two out of the three fat boys are no longer alive. Very true. Um, Buffy passed away sadly a long time ago in the 90s, like not long after Mm -hmm. this movie came out. Uh, Marky, uh, last year actually. Did anyone look up what this director Michael Schultz has done no. outside of this? Nor, uh, nor do you want me to do that right now while you guys he talk also about something? Crush Groove, I know that. Did he? That yeah. makes a lot oh, of sense. Um, uh, another famous movie I'm trying to think of. What was the Knights movie that you showed us before? Uh, I don't know. I'll tell you in a second. Yeah, because we, we definitely need to put that on the list of future movies to watch. Um, okay, so let's see. Oh my God, this guy's done a bajillion things. Michael Schultz, the director known for Cooley High. Uh, car wash. Car wash. Oh, yeah, that's wow. the other one I was thinking of. Uh, Crush Groove. Oh my God. The Last Dragon. 
Oh, Shay, you did the last. Yeah, he did do that, yeah. <laughs> or Bruce Leroy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can think of a guest too. We could have. I, I would one hundred percent watch the Last Dragon as one of these films. Yeah. You know who our fourth guest? Of, of course has I do. That, yeah, one hundred percent. Well, we'll try to yeah. we'll try to make that happen one day in our lifetime. <laughs> That's going to be a hard track down. Hey, yeah, you could to... actually zoom in. That's true. He I could. See. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is there like conch shell we can blow to get him out here? <laughs> I don't know how you contact Lucor these days. Um, yeah, he's done a bunch of stuff. A, right a lot of it looks pretty shitty. Um, shitty but good. Yeah, you know, shitty but good. Well, tomorrow is great to have you on again as our long friend. You know, it's just it's always a long friend. Hey, thank you very much for having me. This is another fun week. I enjoy this. Yeah, Lamar. Glad you guys are doing this. Anytime you want to stop by, you are always welcome as a guest. Uh, Mike, any final uh, words about Disorderlies? No, I uh, I think you should. I think everyone should watch this movie. It's I, a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, if you like '80s hip hop in any capacity. I mean, this movie is objectively not good, but it's kind of a fun, like, just bonkers. If you just like to see uh, eh, just fat people fucking around. If you know just, who the fat boys are and you haven't seen this movie. Oh, yeah, that's oh, true. You should definitely yeah, you see should watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Well, as always, you could hit us up at rabbittrooptsuckspodcast at gmail.com or go directly to rabbittrooptsucks.com. Next time around, we're going to have a more recent film, an evening with Beverly Lufflin. So if you would like to have an evening with Beverly Lufflin and Rabbit Troop Sucks, we can make all of your wishes come true. Like a weirdo. Take that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really look forward to actually going over that. So I do as well. That yeah, that's that's no, a fun no one. one's gonna see it coming. <laughs> yeah, that's because no one has seen that movie. That's unfortunate. They should it is, it is unfortunate. Well, as always. Rabbit Troop sucks. <laughs> Rabbit Troop sucks. <laughs> Take care, guys.